This is an ABC podcast. Today, I'm on the hunt for a mysterious flower that's only found in one place on Earth, deep in the... Amazon rainforest. We're in the Amazon rainforest and it's so exciting because it's the Amazon rainforest. Oh my gosh. Carl's here too. It's been my dream forever. Okay, buddy, you're disturbing the wildlife. Now, as I mentioned, we're hunting for a very famous and special flower. It's called the Everset. Ooh, yeah, it's rumoured to smell like everyone's favourite things. Yeah, you like candy? It's a candy flower. You're into chippies? It's a chippy flower. Mouldy cheese is your thing? Okay, the Everset flower smells like the most delicious overripe cheese you can get your mitts on. For me, it would smell like ice cream covered in malt. Ooh, and for me it would be oh, a big pot of spices and curry powders cooking on the stove. So we've taken a cruise using Short and Curly's immense budget and we're travelling down the Amazon River into the heart of this deep, dark rainforest. To find the Eversense. And to claim its beautiful fragrance for ourselves. Wait. No, that wasn't the plan. We shouldn't take it out of the forest. Oh, you serious? Of course we should. I'm not here to just scratch and sniff. Well, today on Short and Curly's amazing, awesome Amazon adventure... Nice. Thanks, I made it up on the spot. We're looking at who owns a forest and everything that's in it, including the mysterious Eversent flower. Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Short and Curly! Look, a toucan! And that's probably a pile of monkey poo on the riverbank. And that's a really big tree. You're so observant, Carl. Such an expert. Attention, passengers. Ooh, the captain's making an announcement. Welcome to Amazing Awesome Amazon Adventures. (laughs) So you didn't just make it up, Molly. My name is Captain Amazing Awesome. Captain Awesome to you. So he didn't make it up either, it's just his name. May I please ask you to look around at this vast, dense, dark rainforest. Molly, some call it the lungs of the earth because its trees make 20% of the world's oxygen. In this forest, you see thousands of species that can only be found in the Amazon. From the glass frog to pink river dolphins. And here, you will find many other dangerous critters. So keep your eyes out and beware. Oh, I hope we see a capybara. Cute giant gopher creatures are my jam. And we take this journey today. I ask you please to look, but don't touch. I can't wait to look. Oh, I can't wait to touch. Pull up the anchor and let's get going. Watch that current down river. It's strong. <gasps> hey, we're going. Molly, I am so glad I've got my costume explorer's outfit on. It'll be perfect for the selfies when we find that elusive Eversent flower. Hand me my binoculars, Molly. Gosh, this place is beautiful, isn't it? Ah, Yes. So let's just take a moment to absorb it all while we ponder a thinking question. 
Remember, you can pause the show here if you'd like to think or chat about our question. Which is, we're on a once-in-a-lifetime adventure into the Amazon rainforest, but can you think of a beautiful, precious, natural wonder in your country? What makes it special and why? Hit pause now. Molly! Molly! Are we there yet? I'm already getting a sore bum from this seat. Plus, seeing these huge majestic trees and all those little critters on the riverbank, I almost wish I hadn't done all that reading to prepare for our trip. It kind of makes me sad. Sad? Why? Didn't you read the introductory brochure? No. What about the pre-introductory guidebook? What's that? Not even the intro, pre-pre-introductory guide notes? Who? Molly, they all said the Amazon is under threat, along with everything living here. I mean, don't you know that an area roughly the size of three football fields is destroyed every minute for timber or farming or to make room for humans in other ways? No way! Why hasn't anyone stopped that? Well, lots of people blame the Brazilian government, but the government blames loggers. Regardless, if humans don't stop chopping down the forest, it's thought the Amazon could be completely lost within 40 years. The home to all these amazing creatures, gone! Oh gosh, let's see what some of the other passengers have to say about what's happening here in the Amazon. Wait, I know those uniforms. Is that a group of kids from my old school, Somerset College? They can be our brains trust. Hey gang, what do you think about what's going on here? I think that Brazil should keep it the way it is and not chop it down. But the people who are saying that Brazil should keep it um, the way that it is are the ones who have already chopped down all of their trees in their country. That's a good point, but the Brazilian government, if they wait a bit, then this could create a lot of jobs and money as well because other countries are cutting down their forests And if the Brazilian government keeps the Amazon, then it could become a very big tourist destination and that would create a lot of jobs and they could earn the money from tourism. Uh, I don't think anybody has the right to decide anything about the Amazon, but there could be a way that, um, that the natural world and the human world can actually benefit from each other. Like, if the government cut down a small amount of the Amazon, it means that that space that's being cut down can be used for farming and crops, which can build the economy for that country, and some of the money can be used to um, protect the rest of the Amazon. I believe that if anyone should get to decide what to do with the Amazon, it should be the tribes that live there, because they've been there for longer. As they have been there for very long, they've collected knowledge of how to take care of the forest and they know that it's not necessary to farm or log trees because it's all there for them. I think that the United Nations should decide whether who gets to chop down the trees. Like the natives, I think they could have their say, but not everything should go towards them. 
Oof, a lot to consider. So the government of Brazil has control over most of this forest. Do you think that means they get to decide what happens to it? Well, it is their country. Ah, look! Famous carnivorous pitcher plants! Ooh! Oh, hey, Matt. I forgot you were here too. You've been very quiet. I know. I didn't read any of the pre-tour guide notes. I haven't even listened to the pre-pre-introductory audiobook. So I've just been trying to catch up. Typical Matt, late to the party and hasn't done his homework. How can you expect me to focus on homework when I'm surrounded by all of this beautiful rainforest? I know. Shouldn't the government here take better care of the Amazon? I mean, it seems like it should be as simple as that. But actually, it's really complex, like the Amazon itself. But Matt, if we want things to be more simple, can't we just say that humans should look after the part of the world they live in? We live on a planet where what happens in one place can affect everyone all over the world. But we've divided the planet up into different countries and said each of those countries can pretty much decide what happens within their borders. That's an idea we call sovereignty. Right. And the Amazon mostly sits in the border of one country, Brazil. That's right. And those Indigenous people believe the forest is their land and they want the government out of the way. They claim that they have their own kind of sovereignty. So it's like a tug of war of ownership over the Amazon. See how tricky the puzzle is? Plus, you've got to remember that a lot of Brazilian people have built their lives around certain kinds of jobs, logging and growing meat. But both these industries require land. And it gets even more complicated. There are also big companies from all around the world who make money from growing beef or logging and have lots of power and influence in Brazil. But the government should be listening to everyone equally when they make that decision, right? Well, that would be nice, but it's tricky because of another idea we have about countries. We think governments need to take care of their own citizens first. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Usually, yes. But in this case, the Amazon affects the whole world. Unfortunately, though, thinking about the whole world or the needs of small indigenous groups aren't always the things that motivate the politicians who make decisions for the government. So the question is, is the government the right group to manage the Amazon? Thanks, Matt. Oh. I recognise this stretch of river from the pre-pre-introductory notes. We're getting close to the Eversent flowers. That's right, my friend. It's a little upriver from here, but we must take care, as it gets quite shallow and dangerous in some parts. Is the captain listening to us? Shouldn't he be concentrating on getting us through these shallow waters? You've got some precious cargo on board, Captain. Mwah! It's worth the risk for one of the most beautiful fragrances you ever smell in your lifetime. I mean, okay, my mum might disagree with you on that, but sure, whatever. While we pull in close to the shore near the Eversent Grove, let's pause here for a moment to chat or to consider another thinking question. And our question is, if there's something precious within a country's borders, like the Amazon inside Brazil, should that country be allowed to do whatever they like with it? Hit pause now.
Wait, did you see that ripple in the water? Huh? Probably just a cute capybara. Uh, no, it didn't look fluffy. And what's that floating by the boat? Looks like a long, papery sack. Is that a snake skin? They do shed their skins when they grow. But no snake could be that enormous. Unless it's an anaconda. No, th- there's, there's no way. Don't worry. It's, it's probably just forest fever. Forest what now? Forest fever. The intro prep notes say some travellers in the forest start hallucinating. Their minds start to imagine unknown horrors in the depths of the jungle. Let me read that. Flop sweats, chattering teeth, feeling lightheaded, sweating hands. No, I don't think I have any of that. Uh, my hands are getting mighty hot and sweaty. That always happens to you. Oh, I sure could use the sweet, sweet malted ice cream smell of an Everscent flower about now. Yeah, I think I need basically any kind of distraction. Hey, steer more towards the port side. Can't you see that log in the water? Go around it. Attention passengers, please put on your protective clothing. We're about to visit the Everscent Grove. Ah, land. It keeps me grounded. Watch your step, Carl. Careful now. Take my hand. Thanks, Captain. There we go. We don't want anyone getting nibbled by a piranha before seeing the flower. You two, can you help me clear a path for everyone? The grove is just a short walk through here. But the forest here is very thick and dark. Hold on. What are those tracks in the mud there? Does that look like kind of track a giant snake would make. (laughs) The sweats are getting worse, Molly. Hey, you two seem to be losing your cool a little bit. Do you want to take your mind off the giant snake for a second? Yes, now, please. Remember earlier how we listed a whole bunch of different groups who all make different claims about the Amazon and who gets to use it? Yeah. Well... What if the problem is that we think about the Amazon as being used at all? Not sure what you're talking about there, buddy. This is not helping. Hmm. Sometimes we only think about the environment as important if it's useful to us. We talk about natural resources, but resources are stuff that we can use. If we think about the world that way... It kind of makes sense to see the Amazon as a whole bunch of potential farmland and all the trees as paper or building supplies to be logged. But trees are so much more than that. Yeah, great for climbing. So fun to look at. Sure. But those are all still things that make trees amazing for people. Imagine if we just asked, what could we do to make sure this place was amazing for the Amazon? Instead of seeing the world just through human eyes... What if we thought about the Amazon itself? How do you think about the Amazon itself, but not from a human perspective? It means thinking about what we can do so both the Amazon and us are better off. That might mean sometimes cutting some trees in places, if that helps the forest. And then we can use those logs for whatever we want. So like living in the ecosystem of the Amazon, not outside it. 
Like we're part of nature, not separate from it. Imagine if we thought of environments like the Amazon the same way we do people in our community. We don't try to use them however we like. We need to think about their needs and what's going to give them a good life. Hmm. It's a lot to think about. But more importantly, you've distracted us long enough to get to the Everscent Grove. Thanks, Matt. What's that scent on the breeze? Is that... Oh, spicy curry hot pot. And do I detect... Oh, the smell of fresh malt. Oh, dear, that is very special. Oh, <laughs> so we Look, we'll have to take some home with us. Imagine all the good this flower could do for the world, perfuming everyone's day with their favourite smells. Excuse me, young man. Haven't you read the pre-pre-intro notes about the Everscent flower? What is this? An adventure or a test? Every trip through the Amazon is a test, my boy. Badass. These flowers are rare, and they're also a really important part of this ecosystem. Actually, now that you say that, there are loads of insects in the grove. I'm guessing they're drawn to the smell as well? Exactly. And those insects support the birds and small animals all around this grove, like those spider monkeys. And they all support the bigger animals. And then the bigger predators would eat them. So the flowers are part of some kind of wheel of living things that just goes round and round and... You mean, like, a circle of life? Exactly, Molly. Exactly. Ah, but surely taking a few flowers wouldn't throw things out of the balance. Matt? Well, what happens if we all take flowers... What if supervising producer Kyla Slavin over there took one? Maybe producer Jake Morecambe would too. And Justine Kelly and Kelly Reardon? You bet they'd get in on the action. Oh, and I guess our riverboat captain, Jada Pinheiro, would take one as well. That's true. And not to mention our brains trust from Somerset College. Charlotte, Aberage, Magnus, Isabel, Sarah and Archie. Actually... I wonder whether our brains trust thinks Carl and Molly should take the Everscent flower or not. I don't think it's okay because it is from the Amazon and only from the Amazon. It's kind of like coming into Australia and taking a coral or something from the Great Barrier Reef and eventually it would all die out from many people taking them. I don't think that they have the right to take the flower and we have to ask ourselves, like, How will it benefit humanity in the long run? Does it have any special properties that could, like for cancer, for example, like cure cancer or cure a disease that we don't know the um, exact treatment for? I think that if Molly and Carl could take it, then why couldn't everyone else? And if this flower is a native, then it has an important role, like maybe an animal needs it to survive. Maybe it's its main source of food. And then predators, which might need these animals to eat as prey, then they could also eventually go extinct as well. So it could be like a domino chain. Well, I think that no one really has the right to take the flower unless, apart from the tribes, because the only thing that they might be able to do, if it's like a cultural tradition to take the flower, then they have the permission to do it. 
like how the green turtles aren't allowed to be touched, apart from the Aboriginals who have the tradition where they hunt it. Well, I was thinking that I don't think anyone has the right to take a flower or a piece of the Amazon rainforest from the Amazon, even out of the ground. I think they should leave it where it is. And the only way to smell the flower is from the rainforest because that just almost takes away the uniqueness if everyone in the world is smelting. Well, before we go... What do you listening think we should do? Hit pause now. What's what's that rustling? Why is that giant tree trunk next to you moving? That's no tree trunk. Anaconda. Car. Carl, don't move. They're attracted to heat. But I'm always overheating, especially in high-pressure situations. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs. Hey, Short and Curly crew, Molly here. And Carl. And we want to tell you about a new podcast you might enjoy. It's a story series set in the quiet Australian town of McElroy. And it's about two 14-year-old friends who start to realise there's some really weird stuff going on in their town. And so they investigate. I've always thought of myself as a bit of an investigator. Oh, really? So you solved the case of who stole your cheese sandwich from the short and curly fridge? Uh, no, that's ongoing. Okay, well, then I guess you've found out how your cat keeps sneaking out of the house, even though you say all your doors and windows are locked. Uh, well, there's some suspects, but we're still figuring it out. Okay, well, Tang and Mitch, the main characters in McRoy Uncovered, actually do have investigative skills. Yeah, so maybe listen to them instead of me. Yes. Listen to McRoy Uncovered, the podcast. Get it via the ABC Listen app or Google and Apple podcasts. And if you like it, tell literally everyone you know.